What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Pilato, joined, as always, by Chris Flum, and we are here to preview preseason week three against the New York Jets, what is also referred to, Chris, as the Snoopy Bowl. Chris, are you excited about the Snoopy Bowl? I am. I am always excited about the Snoopy Bowl, even if it doesn't feature really Snoopy anymore, which is kind of a shame. You know, the... uh, I feel like this game was kind of at its height when it was when it first became the Snoopy Bowl and, you know, Rex Ryan was there. And even though it was a preseason game, it seemed like there were there there were real stakes on the table. This game, you know, maybe not quite as high as stakes, although it is definitely intriguing. We've seen some interesting manifestations come out of the Snoopy Bowl. We all go back to when Mark Sanchez was hurt against the New York Giants, which propelled Geno Smith into a starting spot. We also remember in 2010, a young undrafted wide receiver out of UMass named Victor Cruz scoring three touchdowns against the Jets. He was subsequently hurt for that season, but then the next year the Giants won the Super Bowl and Victor Cruz was a huge contributor. So there's always interesting storylines surrounding the Snoopy Bowl. This interesting storyline may pertain a little bit more to the Jets because I don't know how many of the starters the New York Giants are going to put out there. I don't know if we'll see Daniel Jones. We're not going to see Saquon Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, all of the big guys. But on the New York Jets side, Aaron Rodgers is going to take the field for the first time in his professional career not being a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, that that is in some ways going to be really weird to see you know a 39 year old Aaron Rodgers not wearing a Green Bay uniform I mean there's going to be plenty of green on his uniform I suppose but yeah it's not going to have that G on the side of the helmet and it looks like at least from what we've been able to hear and read we're going to see quite a bit of Rodgers you know Robert Sala the Jets head coach has said that he would like to see the starting offense go through a couple of transitions go through a series go back to the sideline make some adjustments and play those adjustments and do that a few times that's what he said so I'm kind of expecting to see like maybe three series from the Jets starters against I don't know whoever the Giants run out there And I absolutely love this, Chris. And this makes me, and I know it's preseason, but I want to see Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins III against Garrett Wilson and the rest of the Jets wide receivers with Aaron Rodgers throwing in the football. Because we have all been impressed by Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins III, rightfully so. They've earned our impressed nature. But we saw them go up against the Detroit Lions with Jameson Williams as their number one receiver, no Amon Ross St. Brown, and then the Carolina Panthers, where it was a young Bryce Young throwing to DJ Chark and Jonathan Mingo, another fellow rookie. 
I want to see them get challenged in the preseason. I want to see how they react when they are beat by a player like Garrett Wilson on one play. See if they can come back and then be like, no, screw you. I'm going to win this next rep. I think both of those guys, Trey Hawkins III and Deontay Banks, have that type of chip on their shoulder. But it would be excellent to see in preseason. I just, you know, I'm knocking on wood right here. No injuries for the New York Giants. I ex- Do you expect to see the young guys? I wouldn't be shocked to see them for at least the first quarter, maybe even the first half, just to really give them more experience in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think so. I fully expect to see the Giants' first three, four picks, you know, Eric Gray and also Trey Hawkins the third. I expect to see those guys quite a bit. Yeah, th- They need to get the reps. They need to get the experience. And going against the Jets starters is going to be incredibly valuable experience in part because the Giants play the Jets in the regular season this year. And that even more than the Giants being careful with regards to injuries and exposing their starters to the risk of injury. That is why I really do, or I really don't expect to see the Giants non-rookie starters out there. I expect Mike Kaka, Brian Dable to keep as much in their back pocket to play their cards as close to the vest as they can. Like the Jets have good reason to play their starters in this game. The Giants don't really have a good reason to play their starters other than just competitiveness and see how they match up against a team that shut out a common opponent in preseason. That is the one point. Yes. The one player that I'm like, I wonder if we do see him is Evan Neal. I don't want to see Andrew Thomas. We don't need to see Darren Waller, Daniel Jones, all those players we listed before. But I'm curious to see if Evan Neal is out there. If they choose to sit him, I'm not going to throw a fit. I felt like he looked mostly solid against the Carolina Panthers. There were a couple plays, obviously the stunt on his last play, the twist that he did not pick up where there are issues that still need to be corrected, especially with speed up the arc and protecting his outside shoulder. But I wouldn't mind to see Evan Neal going up against a Jets defensive front that is pretty damn talented who have really good pass rushers. But I can also understand them not putting him out there because he is an established starter. So that's um, that's kind of where I'm at with Evan Neal. And one player that we need to see out there since he's now back and he's practicing is Tyree Phillips. Because if something happens to either Evan Neal or Andrew Thomas during the regular season, Tyree Phillips is the favorite to be the Swing offensive tackle who's going to start. We saw that last year. Played admirably. We also know the Giants have kicked him inside and experienced different rotations with him playing left guard. So I hope we get to see Tyree Phillips out there. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, he's He only has a couple practices under his belt, so I don't know if we will get to see him, but I think if he is able to play in the game, we will see a fair amount of him. And I, I think we're also going to see a fair amount of Matt Pear just as the Giants kind of decide whether or not he is going to be in their plans for the 2023 season. Yeah, I feel like what we saw from Pear through the first two preseason, preseason games is kind of who he is. He's the guy he's got. He has all of the traits you look for in an offensive tackle, left tackle, right tackle. doesn't matter. He's got those traits and he has the ability to look good right up until he doesn't. You know, you talk about that final play of the first half, I believe it was, against the Panthers, where Evan Neal didn't pick up that stunt led to the sack. That was probably going to be a sack, even if he played, if Neal played that perfectly, because Parrott wound up on the ground 
And his guy basically had a free run into the backfield as well. So, you know, I feel like Peart and a lot of the Giants reserve offensive linemen, they aren't just competing against each other. They're competing against all of the other players in the NFL who are about to become free agents. And that goes for everybody on this roster, which is interesting, too, because this is the most depth we've seen on a New York Giants team for quite a while. Right, Chris? So I expect the Giants pro scouting department to go out and add the bodies that Joe Shane, Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, Wink Martin to all want with their respective units. But I think just coming down to the 53-man roster, the cuts for the Giants, there's going to be some good players who are left off at the receiver position, maybe even in the defensive backfield. We're going to talk about some of this after the ad break, just certain players who were playing well into the fourth quarter and beyond where I expected them to play in the last preseason game. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Maybe it's nothing. But I personally didn't expect to see O'Shane Zimenez on the last drive for the New York Giants against the Carolina Panthers in preseason week two. Yeah, but I don't think you are reading too deeply into that because I think that really does matter. Now, maybe, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, maybe the Giants coaches want to get a look at the young guys against better competition. Like they, they know who O'Shane Zimenez and Bobby McCain and mm-hmm. Darnay Holmes, they know those guys. They know who they are. They have been in the league for a while with Holmes and Zimenez. The, the Giants coached them last year. They are known quantities. Some of the other guys, the the young players, the the ones who were signed over the course of last year and just kind of added in as roster spots opened up due to injury, they're less well known to the coaching staff. So maybe that's why they got on their got on the field earlier. But I do think it is significant that some of these guys who we thought could have been impact players for for this team important role players at least are on the field at the end of the game in the second half of preseason games because usually that is where the guys who are fighting for their roster spots fighting for their careers wind up playing and you know what we're going to take a quick break right now for ads and then we're going to get into some of these players that we're discussing so let's roll the advertisements What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Chris, I want to start with Gary Brightwell, who we have not seen yet. Okay. The Giants added Eric Gray in the fifth round. Deshaun Corbin, I feel like, has looked pretty damn solid throughout preseason. Where does this leave Gary Brightwell, whose bread and butter is as a special teams asset? But if you can't get healthy, I don't know, even if you are, you know, a solid running back option with special teams upside, I don't know if the Giants are going to add this guy to the roster. Do you think a player like Deshaun Corbin could leapfrog him if the Giants do keep four running backs? And what's your overall opinion on Gary Brightwell right now? Yeah, I think through no fault of his own, right now, Gary Brightwell might be on the outside looking in simply because he can't get onto the field. Like he hasn't been practicing, he hasn't been playing. He's been injured, and that sucks for him. It really does because he was he was a pleasant surprise last year. He is a has been a solid special teamer since he was drafted, and I thought I think you thought as well. He was he showed improvement as a running back last year. He showed better quickness, better explosiveness than I think we saw from him in his rookie season last year, and I was hoping to see that development continue but we just haven't seen it yet like you really can't make the squad from the trainer's table and that's kind of one of the unfortunate realities of this time of year is why we always say just no injuries no injuries because these guys all need a chance to show what they're capable of and if they're not on the field to do it then that's an opportunity for somebody else and right now eric gray has seized that opportunity he has performed well as punt returner. Yeah, there, I I believe there was somebody, one of the beat writers caught him muffing a punt on tape, and then he came right back out there and caught it cleanly and advanced the ball well in practice. So that all bodes very well for Eric Gray. Right now, I am honestly wondering whether or not the Giants even carry four running backs. If they do, Deshaun Corbin is probably ahead of Brightwell and James Robinson because of what he is able to do as a, as a kick returner, as a receiver out of the backfield, and he's got some upside running the ball as well. But numbers game just across the offense, I really do wonder if a fourth running back is just unnecessary at this point or if that roster spot is better used elsewhere. 
I'm wondering if the Giants will opt to take keep four tight ends possibly or four running backs, or do they go with just three and three, especially since some of their tight ends bleed into the backfield operating as fullbacks and wingbacks, guys like Daniel Bellinger, maybe even Tommy Sweeney or Chris Myrick can fill that role. But at the end of the day, what I want to see from the running back group is Eric Gray pick up a damn blitz. That's something that's been an yeah. issue. I don't think Eric Gray is is in jeopardy of losing a roster spot, but I don't know how you're going to find the football field if you're going to get Daniel Jones killed. And that's happened about four or five times in preseason. He's had about two or three okay blitz pickups. So it, it's been a really big issue for Eric Gray so far. I want to transition a little bit to the slot receivers, the ones that aren't named Paris Campbell <laughs> and I don't know if Cole Beasley is going to play in this game. Uh, he didn't practice on Tuesday. Jameson Crowder, there's something in me just seeing him play with the with the second team. I don't think he's received any first team snaps. Could be corrected if I'm wrong there. I think Cole Beasley is slightly ahead of a player like Jameson Crowder. It's just can he be healthy enough to play? And then Sterling Shepard is also, I feel like, slightly ahead of a guy like Jameson Crowder. Are they going to put Shep back out there like they did in the last game? I don't know. I just think the slot snaps with all of these slot type receivers. I don't exactly know who's going to make the team, Chris. I don't. And I think a lot of it is going to come down to do the Giants trust Eric Gray as the punt returner? Because if they don't, is Jameson Crowder the next man up? I don't even know if that's the the case. So the, the slot, who's going to make the team out of slot eligible receivers or slot type receivers is still fascinating to me. And we're entering preseason week three. Do you have a beat on what's going to happen there? Honestly, no. I think the only people who do have any kind of uh, a realistic notion of what's going to happen with the giant slot position are Joe Shane, Brian Dayball, and Mike Kafka. And I would assume the wide receivers coaches as well. But the Giants have so many options, and they really seem clumped very closely together. You know, Cole Beasley has probably looked the best of their non-starting slot options but sterling shepherd just got back onto the practice field i wouldn't be surprised at all to see him on the field with tyrod taylor to start this game and he's looked pretty good in practice from what we've seen you know he's he's coming back from some pretty significant injuries so i wouldn't be surprised if it takes him a while to get all the way back or at least as back as he is going to get yeah is that enough to force Cole Beasley off the roster? Will Eric Gray do enough as punt returner, like you said, to hold off Jamison Crowder? And then there's also Jaden Mickens, kind of, I, th- I feel like, lurking in the wings. Because he, he has been a very good special teams player throughout his career. He's got a ton of upside as a punt returner. Could the Giants look at him as a little bit of a younger option, younger than Jameson Crowder and who could potentially slot in as a reserve slot special teams player. If they only keep three running backs, you know, could Mickens special teams upside have him leap leapfrog Shepard Beasley and Crowder and actually make this spot and have all of those guys be surprise cuts. You know, after this preseason game is, is done and over with because you know, I spoke before about how Eric Gray muffed a punt and then came back and caught the next one cleanly. Well, that was because Jaden Mickens coached him up on the sideline. And coaches do notice that sort of thing. They do see the veteran players who help 
the rookies, potentially at the expense of their own jobs. And that sort of thing does matter. It, it might not matter a ton, but it does factor in. It's going to factor in. You're, you're correct. Again, I don't know if it will matter enough to give them the roster spot, but something to note. Three other names I want to go over. Players who were just, they were in the game in the second half when I didn't necessarily expect them to be. And that would be Darnay Holmes, Bobby McCain, and O'Shane Zimenez. And Darnay Holmes, look, I don't, like we, we discussed him, $2.7 million cap hit. The Giants could save if they release him. There's definitely utility in a player like Darnay Holmes, but with Trey Hawkins, the third ascending, with the Giants having as many safeties as they, the competent safeties as they have right now who can operate the slot. And with Darnay Holmes kind of up and down career, I wouldn't be shocked if he is on the on the roster bubble here, especially because of the, the savings that come with him. He was playing into the third quarter, didn't play in the fourth quarter like O'Shane Zimenez did. And Bobby McCain was also playing early in the fourth quarter, I believe. And he also came off the field um, or he started on the field, I think, at the end of the first half when the Giants were in smaller personnel packages. But a lot of people expected Bobby McCain to seize the starting spot. That's not going to happen with Jason Pinnock's ascension. So do you have any worry about these three players, O'Shane Zimenez, Darnay Holmes, and Bob McCain possibly being slightly surprising cuts? Or do you, does that concern you? Uh, well, I, I don't know if I'd call it a concern, but I would say that they're definitely on my radar as a surprise cut. Uh, Zimenez probably less less so than Holmes or McCain, simply because... He is probably the Giants' third best pass rusher, like their best speed guy off the edge. You know, Timon Fox is obviously ahead of O'Shane on the edge depth chart, but I would say I, I would feel better if the Giants keep four or five edge defenders, depending on how you want to classify Jihad Ward. I would feel better about O'Shane being on the roster than Tashawn Bauer or Habib Nado, just because I I feel like O'Shane has more upside with what Wink Martindale wants to do with his the way he gets guys free runs because O'Shane does have a very good first step. He's got a good burst into the backfield and he does have enough athleticism to where he can drop into coverage and execute uh, the zone drops that often accompany Wink's blitzes when he isn't just running, you know, seven-man pressure, you know, jailbreak blitzes. So I I feel a little bit more comfortable about saying O'Shea makes the roster than the other two, but yeah, I feel like if we see surprise veteran cuts, then Darnay and Bobby McCain could be two of the biggest guys to watch, particularly, as you said, we were expecting Bobby McCain to be the starter next to Xavier McKinney. We were expecting Darnay Holmes to be the starting slot receiver, or I'm sorry, slot corner out there. Nobody was expecting Trey Hawkins III to be the Giants, we'll say starting nickel corner, because you can't really say he's the starting slot corner because he's been forcing Adoree Jackson into the slot. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah, the... Joe Shane didn't see that coming when he put the card in. The Giants coaches didn't see that coming. I don't care what they say. This is an incredibly pleasant surprise for them and for everyone except Darnay Holmes. 
All righty, Chris, anything else before we get out of here? You know, just to circle back to guys I want to see and want to see out there and want to see have a good game. I want to see John Michael Schmitz against Quinn and Williams. You know, Quinn and Williams, mm-hmm. one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. Like he is right there with Chris Jones and Dexter Lawrence. I want to see the rookie center have that matchup. And I want to see him at least hold his own. I mostly, I just don't want to see him get beat bad by Quinn and Williams, but if he does good learning experience, but if he can go out there, hold his own against this really good jets defensive line that bodes well for the start of the Giants' season because the Giants face a lot of very good defenses in the first half of the season. Going to be a little tough there, and hopefully John Michael Schmitz can hold up. I've been encouraged about what we've seen so far. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please, if you have not done so already, like and subscribe to the podcast, and also head on over to BigBlueView.com where we are extensively covering the New York Giants as we get ready for the Dallas Cowboys in week one of the NFL season. Thanks, everyone, and have a lovely day. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.